tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And anyway, that's how I invented fire. Mm-hmm. This whole time, I thought it was like uh, the Earth that had been fired. God, I wanted you to think that. But welcome, everyone, to the official UFC 193 After Show here on AfterBuzz TV on the After Show Network. We are recapping a very, in my opinion, maybe yours too, historic oh, UFC yes. 193. Oh yeah, records no... were broken and history was made. And, and Jaws as well, no less. <laughs> oh my God. Jaws were dropped to no extent. Th- that's the rumor, that's the rumor. But I want to know who you guys are first before I introduce myself, because I'm not selfish that way. <laughs> it's funny, she is the LL to my Cool J, we are together, LL Cool J. What? <laughs> what? That's actually, that's actually pretty clever, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know, I know. She, she won't sell on that. I oh, always really? try. She's, uh, it's just my thing, apparently. Well, well, when people look on Google and put LL Cool J, you guys aren't going to show up. So how can, uh, how can people it, find you on... It's a mesh of on, us. Okay. Actually, when look, if you look for hashtag LL, you'll see me. That's true. Very okay. much so, yeah. <laughs> JTan716, of course, as always, all over your internet. And you, my dear? I am Laura Salzar, also known as Lethal Laura. Lethal Laura. And I am George Hermosa, as the road to 500 Twitter followers begins... I broke oh, 400 really? not too long ago, so... Uh, 400 Where are you at time, now? Like 401. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> well, you got... You're very close. Yeah, so, I mean, I got a ways to go for 500 followers. Do you actually have that many tweets now, though? Oh, probably not. Because there's... Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> you're actually doing good there. Because you really should conventionally have more tweets than you have followers... But oh, if you got f- more followers than tweets, that's you pretty are, impressive. You're yeah. just, wait till, just wait till I start tweeting. Something right, my friend. <laughs> but as I mentioned, history was made. Records were broken. Yeah. Records were broken in terms of the attendance record. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous record, one twenty nine UFC Shields versus St. Pierre, fifty five thousand seven hundred twenty four. Yeah. Now a lot of people predicted that this uh, stadium show in Australia was going to break it. And they were correct. They were. The official is 56,214. Mm-hmm. People to all see. in. So, so maybe uh, I want to hear your opinion as well. Uh, essentially, a double main event of nothing but women. So, of course, they always play it back on just how much Dana White didn't want to see women in the UFC. But now mm-hmm. you got not only main eventing, co-main eventing, but record. literally the attendance record was broken. Yes. By, uh, by two or four women, essentially. What do you think about that, Laura? Um, I think it was, you know, I just seen the interview with, um, not the interview, they caught him saying that he'll, you know, he'll yeah. never have women in the UFC. It was just three years ago. It wasn't even exactly. like 10 years ago. It was like literally three years ago. Yeah. And it was actually in TMZ, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, just to see where we're at now, and I think most of the, most of the people, most of the Australian people bought tickets off just the Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't think they knew who everybody else was. I think just that name alone sold that show. She's absolutely a uh, a national phenomenon. Fair to say, uh, global now. Um, you know, with with the films. I mean, 
I, I've heard different things um, that outside the U.S. she wasn't quite as big mm-hmm. uh, as, as she is here. Certainly there's no arguing that she's massive here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after UFC, um, which one was it? Uh, Bechcohe, the Bechcohe fight in Brazil. Yeah, that was very a very clearly a, a big mark uh, in terms of knowing where she is mm-hmm. on the, the global scale of, of awareness. And I agree. It was Ronda Rousey that uh, that drew this thing. But they've got a huge... Uh, it was a great card, up and down. Um, some really fun f- um, uh, undercard matches. Mm-hmm. And um, the, you know, they're, they're building up some other uh, interesting names there. Claudia... I'm sorry, not Claudia, but... Uh, Jake Yo- Matthews. You and Jen Jacek and mm-hmm. Jake Matthews, definitely. Yeah, Jake's somebody that I think they're kind of doing the uh, slow build. I almost want to say he's like the international... Um, Sage Northcutt. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fact that this was two women defending their titles. And there was a switch. I don't remember exactly. I feel like it was it Robbie Lawler's defense. It was originally Lawler Condit. Okay, yeah. yeah. But but then after that injury, Ronda was, was brought back to defend. And shortly after that, Claudia Gadea... Why am I doing that? Should everyone should drink every time I screw up a name here tonight? Um, even though it's Sunday and you've all got work and school tomorrow, you will get drunk off of me. Um, but the, the fact that they put in Yoani and Jacek defending against Valerie Letourneau shortly after the Ronda announcement, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So pretty early on in, they decided to go with two women covering this whole thing, uh, being the main draws. Mm-hmm. Wasn't originally supposed to be under the co-main event for the Aldo, Aldo fight, no? Aldo McGregor? Yeah. That wasn't going to be in Australia. Not an Australia one. Well, they moved it. They moved... Oh, Claudia... (laughs) Oh, yeah, Drink. (laughs) Shot. Yeah. No, 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 and Valerie. Yeah, I think you have a thing for Claudia Gedalia. Maybe that's what know, it is. She's right? consistently on your mind. I mean, maybe that's just what it is. I, I actually, in, that? in that two shot that they had, I was actually kind of fancying the uh, Venezuelan Vixen there. I thought yeah. Juliana looked better in that one. That sounds bad. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, yes, Juliana kind of caught my eye there, so... J Tan seven one six. Well, I mean, we're going to start off at the top, anyways. We're already talking about it. Everybody's mm-hmm. been talking about it. It's been almost twenty four hours, maybe like around twenty hours. Twitter's been blowing up. Uh, social media's been blowing up nonstop. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the background a little bit first. Um, obviously, the biggest thing was everybody was thinking Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, and mm-hmm. when they announced Holly Holm, a lot of people were saying the same thing. We were saying the same thing that it was too soon. Mm-hmm. Holly Holm needs a couple more fights under her belt. Yeah. Um, I mean, essentially they. It looks like they got the right person. They got the right <laughs> opponent yeah. in terms. And but briefly, talk about the Wayans real quick. In terms of, it wasn't really interesting until the actual Wayans themselves. In terms of when they got face to face, we all Fair saw point. them. Yeah, and then actually, yeah, you know, now that you mentioned that, not everybody was so excited about this card mm-hmm. until that little interaction happened. It was kind of calm and tame up until yes, last or Friday, I guess you can yeah. say Saturday. I, time. I mean, and and to uh, you know. Rhonda's, uh, you know, defense. You you kind of have to sell it. You know, if nobody's yeah. excited about it, mm-hmm. you have to sell it. I think there's a lot of things um, interesting leading up to this fight. Agreed with you guys. It was a Rhonda fight that didn't really have the personal dynamic mm-hmm. and the feud and the beef that that successful Rhonda fights typically. Which have. she tried. She tried to drag her in many like times. Oh yes, every interview that she did, I felt as though as you know, she was just trying to pull her into Was it Rhonda playing cocky, you mean, you think? Not necessarily. Just, you know, just saying, oh, um, you know, she's a nice girl. Mm-hmm. 
but she's going to get her ass kicked. Yeah. You yeah. know, that type of thing. Talking just that trash. trying to get yeah. a reaction from her, yeah. which she didn't get. Yeah. But there were interesting headlines coming out leading up to that. And I always wonder, in retrospect, situations like this, um, a lot of people are equating other upsets in combat sports, and how does this reflect on that one? The one that comes to mind to me, and I will bring this all back to Bacon, many years ago, what, decades ago, Mike Tyson, Buster oh, Douglas. 89 or 90. That's exactly what I thought. I remember when I was a kid, I used to read Newsweek magazine because I was a good little seventh grader or whatever it was. <laughs> you used to do your reading. I used to do my reading, and there was a clip of Mike Tyson being knocked down in a sparring session or in training. And, you know, it was one of these small articles in the very back of the magazine. I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, and I didn't know any – guys, I didn't know anything about sport. I'm not a – I was not a boxing combat sports guy at that point. Um, so I thought, geez, that's strange. This was leading up to the uh, the James uh, the Buster Douglas fight, mm-hmm. probably you know a week or two before. Boom! What happens? He gets dropped, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, in my head, I'm kind of thinking, "Oh, that sounds like a fix." And the point is, here with this one leading up, you saw headlines about Edmund Tverdian's gym mm-hmm. going under potentially, and him having tax problems or whatever. Um, Rhonda's mom going public mm-hmm. with her feelings about Edmund, very vehemently against that. And you wonder if those are seeds being planted to possibly raise the stakes for Rhonda. Or were they possibly fabricated in some way? Not the tax thing, because there's federal yeah. record, public <laughs> records and stuff. But all that stuff does feed into, why are we reading this article? What's the point? Because Rhonda's got a match coming up, yeah. you know? It, it the timing of everything. The timing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plant seeds. Uh, and then, of course, as you said, you know, the, the little scuffle at weigh-ins... Really was very. Uh, it was almost like the 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 cherry on the on the cherry on top. You know. See, I look at it as Rhonda being. She is very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get me wrong. And I think it's, in some ways it was more so home saying, "Listen, I'm not intimidated by you," mm-hmm. um, and rightfully so. And, and don't get me wrong. I even texted our former co-host Daria, yeah. and we we both said said the same thing: is yeah, she's confident, but she's still going to get her ass beat by Ronda Rousey. Um, so fast forward to the fight, and what ends up happening. <laughs> As what surprise, man. <laughs> right? Surprise. I mean, Jesus Christ. I was I was in my bed, kind of like ears dropping, because my neighbor had the fight. I, I couldn't <laughs> watch the fight. So that's how I was kind of like, and actually um, on Facebook, mm-hmm. just, you know, just trying to see what people are posting. And that's why I'm trying to like watch this fight. And I hear my, my neighbors are bit, very big fans of, yeah. you know, Rhonda. And they're like, oh, Rhonda, no, no, get out. Get out. You know? <laughs> I'm like... And I started, I was like, 14 seconds. All right. Bell rings, and it's the first round, end of first round. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Something's yeah. up. Yeah. Mm. You know? And then when I hear no clapping, no nothing. Right. And I hear the end of the fight, I'm like, wow. It happened. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? No, I mean, a lot of people, did you guys think that she would go undefeated for the rest of her career? I thought there was a very good shot of it. Me too. I didn't. And, and if she were to lose, were you expecting her to lose this way? I don't know. I don't think that I really thought. I don't think I envisioned this. I'll be the first one to say I didn't see this thing coming. Don't get at me wrong. I, I I thought she would go undefeated for the rest of her life. Yeah. There's a lot of people, as as you pointed out on social media, a lot of people saying, "Oh, I saw this thing coming. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you." No, you, you know, didn't. right before I, I I even text uh, Jay. Um, I was closing the restaurant, and um, 
the last customer that leaves the restaurant. He takes his food. He's like, oh, you're going to watch the fights? Oh, yeah. Because I have, I have pictures of my fights mm, on, cool. on the wall. And he says, oh, you're a, are you a uh, Rhonda um, supporter. Supporter. I said, you know what? I don't like her. Hmm. Not that, you know, she's she's great. She's very talented. You know, she, she does what she does. But if Holly plays the outside game, the mm-hmm. distance, uses her reach, she would win. Yeah. And guess what she did after that night? See, here's the thing, too, and I, and I agree with you, but a lot of people say that about her past opponents as well. And then little do we know, we see Ronda Rousey pretty much dominate in that field itself. Mm-hmm. So this goes to show that maybe Ronda does have holes in her game, or as Joe Rogan kept saying, or is Holly Holm that good? Because a lot of people, and you mentioned it to somebody before we came on, is not not that many people know just how good Holly Holm is on the stand-up. This isn't just yeah. some, some random chick who but, does striking on the side. But She's, you know what? When fighters when fighters are getting ready for a fight, they analyze what they're heading into. Yeah. So they make a plan, and for Holly, she was able to execute that. Yeah, brilliantly. I think that is a big part of the of why we saw what we saw mm-hmm. go down. Is that there Holly, was no lucky punch? There was no luck no, involved in this. No, at all. there was a strategy there. Holly fought uh, a strategy in a fight that basically, I'm going to say, short circuited Ronda. I won't go so far to say that Ronda couldn't see this strategy coming or that they they didn't plan or they, they couldn't figure out the Holly Holm mystery. I don't believe that. I mean, it's they've been through the grinder too many times for that. But whatever it was, uh Ronda was not on her game mm-hmm. that night or or maybe she was and you know the emotions and the the emotions especially during the match, you know, kind of Sidetracked her now, because talk- she was wilder than we've typically seen her. She yeah. wasn't as in control. You know, it's it's not the Ronda that we're used to seeing. Uh, definitely in that first round, we did see a side of Ronda that we never really seen before, as far as kind of chasing her, mm-hmm. but not chasing exactly. her to like get her, chasing her kind of out of desperation. Yeah, and yeah. that was just a side of Ronda that I've never seen before because because you know, nobody ever dragged her yeah. out. That's yeah, which which is shocking because you know that Ronda is smart enough mm-hmm. that. She could easily short circuit the other person mentally in the cage. I kept waiting for Ronda to just stay in the middle of the cage and say, "Bring it on, come here, come on, bitch, right here, right now." Which Charity, is going Charity to beat Bech Kahoya, by the way. Well, yeah. but but that would throw me off guard. I'm sure if I was in the cage, yeah. maybe you're, you're better I mean, qualified she, to speak. She yeah. was able to take her to the ground, or kind of more. They just kind of went onto the ground, and it looks like you, we've seen Ronda do just some great things on the ground yeah. before. Yeah, and it looked like Holly Holm was like you said, well prepared in her strategy. Uh, you know, strategize against that. That Holly game. got out of that scenario. It, in, in that respect, I was thinking the run is like a spider waiting for the fly to get in yeah. there. And once the fly is trapped, yep. boom, you're not getting out of that spider web, right? Holly was able to escape the spider web. But and you know what? But because they train for the the wild hooks, mm-hmm. they train for that. Yeah. They train f- to to not get caught in the armbar situation. Mm-hmm. They train for that. They train for everything, all the throws, to avoid the throws, Right. Yep. they trained for that. That's what I noticed when they were in the first round, I saw clinch. Ronda had Holly clinched up against the cage. Kind of very similar to how she got, uh, I want to say, Alexis Davis 
where she kind of just kind of threw her over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. Looked, I thought I was going to see that. And mm-hmm. you had Holly Holm have the perfect solution as far as the positioning of her body. That and also the, the hand fighting. Yeah. She, oh, she, she had, didn't let Ronda have wrist Ronda control. wrist control, yeah. Yeah. And, and if, you don't, cage. if you, you don't have control of your own wrist, you can't grab the other body to throw a person. Exactly. I mean, at, at what, how much into the fight were you thinking, I don't think Ronda's going to win this fight? After it was, she dropped to that one knee. In the second round? Yeah. yeah. It was about 30 seconds after the match was called off. Yeah. I still figured Ronda would somehow come back. To the <laughs> yeah, I, I was in such shock. Um, it was fascinating that f- to watch that first round. I really enjoyed it for the uh, the change of the change of watching a Ronda Rousey match. Yep. I mean, know? just for argument's sake. I mean, yes, it went to, to it didn't go to decision, but Holly Holm clearly won that first round as well. Yeah, definitely. there was no arguing Ronda definitely. Rousey won that round at all. Right. So definitely, if it would have gone a lot longer, who's to think that you know Holm would have just continually followed her game plan and just maybe dominated in every way? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, changing of the guard. Like, I mean, I'm still in shock. I just yeah. Ronda was that much of a, of a spectacle to the point where you, you didn't watch her to fight. You watch her to like, what is she going to do next? Mm-hmm. What is she going to do that I have never seen before? Yes. Um, so I, I still in shock to be honest with you. Um, as We've far got as- a really hot uh, chat room going on here. I want to big up a couple of people in here that are just uh, going back and forth on their own. You guys are having your own. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, Andre Gennaro, uh, Andre Gennaro, Richard Miller, of course, our guy Joe Boza, uh, practically the fourth host here. <laughs> uh, Dark Marilyn, and uh, I saw a couple other. Oh, Chris Robbins has ju- just jumped in here. Um, all three judges, Joe says all three judges gave Holly the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're having their own show practically in the chat room, and God <laughs> yeah. bless you guys for it. I mean, shout out to the chat row. If you guys are watching us on YouTube or listening to on iTunes, thank you for mm-hmm. watching, joining us, uh, listening to us. If you want to talk about it at some point, we're not wrapping up yet, but if you want to talk about it sometime soon, <laughs> yeah. ABTV UFC. Yeah. So feel free to you know hit us up on the Twitter. Aaron Pritchard was in there earlier. Somebody named uh, Purple Purple 1405. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but if you know George, go for it. So speaking of the fight itself... And, and a lesson kind of, of... So speaking of the fight, <laughs> just what we just talked about, a what now scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people were saying, what's next for Ronda Rousey? What's next for Holly Holm? As far as the challenger goes now, Ronda Rousey, I mean, obviously she's got a lot of priorities as well. She's not just an MMA fighter now, even though that is her... Number one, she's got movies, you know. So as far as actually... Oh, now, now it really depends. Exactly. How does the public take and, to and somebody I, that's not a known We can compare to her now to Gina Carano. And where a lot of this hype, kind of similar hype, obviously mm-hmm. Ronda being yeah. totally above Gina's level, uh, all due respect to Gina Carano, but we never saw Gina Carano after that first loss. Right. Do you think we're going to see Ronda Rousey back in the UFC? Hell to the yes. I as, think so. As fast as possible, notwithstanding whatever the injuries and, and how she has to, um, uh, you know, healing up process, um, you know, any movie obligations. Mm-hmm. Although, if the rumors are true about a broken jaw, that's going to be very difficult to deliver lines. Now, do you guys think that she'll be back with the same coach? That's a, a good question. I mean, I, I don't have enough insight on that. She has been with Edmund for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Change is inevitable, I think, for everybody in life. But that is a win- that's a winning streak that's gone on for a long way. Nobody is undefeated. No, nobody, nobody doesn't get doesn't lose at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, now, if she does change camps, I mean, should she go to a camp that maybe emphasizes on the striking aspect of, of the MMA? Because a lot of people were saying that that was maybe something that she was missing. It's somebody that can deal with the uh, the drive. Of Ronda Rousey. I mean, whatever is, you know, in these headlines that come up, you you kind of realize that 
not everything is as it seems exactly. on the outside. And that's the case for mm-hmm. all of us throughout life. Celebrities, sports stars, musicians, whatever you want to call it, politicians. Um, so to that end, what I would say is true that I think we've seen of Rhonda, and I believe that to be uh, real, is her drive to win. Mm-hmm. and her. She's a hard worker, man. She's, yeah. She's yeah. extremely hard worker. Her motivation to succeed and outdo herself Continually, I believe that is truly there. So that coach, who, if she ends up somewhere else, or if Edmund kind of retinkers their their own coaching um, program, mm-hmm. it's got to be a coach. Whoever works with her has got to be somebody that can handle that kind of drive. Automatic rematch? I, I think it's hard to say no. Yeah, um, based on based on her her record. Never mind how big she is as a celebrity mm-hmm. and what she's done for the sport, which. Cannot be understated, I think. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, cannot be overstated, rather. Um, she's done more for the sport in just a couple of years than, than so many people have done for five, ten years on end. Um, like, speaking of doing so much for the sport, <clears throat> do you see any of any of, any other of the UFC champions being able to sell out that Australia show the way that she did yesterday? No. No, I don't think that Connor could do it. I don't think Jones could do it. Possibly the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I think you're no. gonna have to get all your bigger stars from UFC together in mm-hmm. one card. Yeah, and they in order to be able to get that audience. So yeah, she does have the drawing power no matter what. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I, I don't think her drawing power will lessen. Obviously, everybody's mm-hmm. more interested in the comeback. We yeah. all we all you know know the true underdog story. Or now that maybe she is kind of an underdog now mm-hmm. to Holly Holm. Yeah. Uh, but what's next for the champion? I mean, does she fight? You know, obviously when Ronda comes back, it might be UFC 200. Mm-hmm. Maybe the MSG show, who knows? But yeah. uh, what's next for Holly Holm? Well, I think it all starts with figuring out. The assuming injuries. assuming Ronda doesn't doesn't come back enough time for Holly Holm's next title defense, who do you give that belt or the title shot to next? If she doesn't come back, in like time. let's say Holly Holm doesn't fight Ronda next, who does she fight next? Man, let's go to the rankings here. Let's <laughs> talk about. That. I mean, I guess the easy well, answer I mean, would be Misha Tate. And then, and then this stands. Everything happened. Everything changed pretty much overnight, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happens to Cyborg now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, is she going to fight Holly? Yeah. Uh, Cyborg. There were there was some headlines this week about Cyborg being officially in the uh, UFC. Yeah, um, signed by the UFC, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, and what? I thought she was supposed to fight uh, around the end of this year. I thought, right? so too. I thought she had one more Invicta fight. Right, she had to invict a fight at 140 schedule, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or maybe it was planned, um, and now, of course, this wrinkle, I mean, a signing like this would, of course, change the course of everything else. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe you introduce Cyborg at 140. It, I think it, um, to me, it does take a bit of the luster off of the entire thing, but when Cyborg lost her tie boxing fight, mm-hmm. that took luster off of the, the pizzazz of Ronda versus Cyborg as well. Um, yeah, but not to this level, though. Um, not to this level, but I'm even going to go so far as to say if we do see Ronda and Cyborg, they will still be able – it'll still be a huge match. Mm-hmm. To the public, I don't mm-hmm. think the luster – I don't think the, the shine is off – or the bloom is off the rose. Mm-hmm. I think that'll still be a huge match. That will be something that the UFC can promote very effectively, um, and, and it'll be massive. As far as upsets go, where would you guys rank this on top on terms of top MMA upsets of all time? 
Top. Number one? Yes. Yeah. This is, you're going to gonna remember, where were you when mm-hmm. when Rhonda got uh-huh. knocked out? You can say, I was, I was listening closely <laughs> to, my neighbor's, uh, <laughs> to my neighbor's feed. I was eavesdropping in my bed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people compare it to Sarah St. Pierre from, you know, seven years ago. Right. Uh, even maybe Fedor versus uh, Fabricio Verdum. Right. Uh, I think this tops them all. Absolutely does. Definitely. And I'll tell you what makes it different is that this was such a mainstream event. Fedor and uh, Verdum, I wrote down a couple of notes. Some of the big ones that come to mind for me, like, oh, shit, I can't believe I just saw that. Couture versus Ortiz. Mm-hmm. You know, when he flipped him over and spanked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Couture over Liddell. Gabriel Gonzaga over Mirko Krokop. Yeah. Um, Weidman versus Silva. I mean, uh, we were all stunned. That, that was I, an upset. Silva got <laughs> knocked out, fell down. I still thought he was just working. Yeah. You know? Like, no, he's going to get up, except the problem is Herb Dean has already called off the match, and Silva's going to say, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, just kidding. Yeah. You know? Like, well, that might be too late, buddy. But that one was a shocker to me. Um, and, and, of course, Fedor versus Verdum. But those matches were within the universe of MMA. Mm-hmm. They weren't that far into the mainstream like Ronda and Holly. And and on top of that, the odds were so much in favor of Ronda. Um, it was... Well, not apparently to Facebook and everybody. Everybody well, called it. Yeah, notwithstanding <laughs> everybody that has an opinion, of yeah. course. Um, but I did want to say, too, though, the thing that I think merits an immediate rematch is kind of the same thing that we're talking about here. Ronda, her legacy, the way that she has been so dominant. If you're going to give Anderson Silva an immediate rematch... Then I think you, you do definitely the same deserves thing. it, especially yeah. with the way she's uh, dominating her division as well. It's yes. not like she's barely squeaking by a lot yeah. of these girls; she's dominating these divisions. And it, she, it's yeah. clearly, even though Holly Holm is clearly number one, there's Ronda Rousey, and then there's everyone else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yes, I mean there really isn't any other person that can challenge Holly Holm. Yeah. Um, but like I said, who knows? You know what's funny is we have in in, in a lot of in Ronda's fights uh, the trajectory of them. We kept hearing people say. Well, she's got the armbar. She's got the grappling. But we really haven't seen her against a striker. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Holm matches. I've watched a lot of them. Many people, of course you guys all, have watched them on XS TV. She's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we're going to start saying, well, we haven't really seen her against a grappler. Um, I suppose we have with Ronda. That's, <laughs> there, there's that argument, you know. But now her as a champion, if she continues to fight, because we don't know, notwithstanding where Ronda stands with wanting an immediate mm-hmm. rematch. Um, if she goes on to fight Misha or Kat, Amanda Nunes, I'm just looking at the, the list here, um, Sarah Kaufman for that, or Sarah McMahon even for that matter. You know? It creates all these new matchups for the for yeah. the title. So. Yeah. Now the downside is, unfortunately, that's going to be difficult to market these matches. Um, even I have a tough time keeping everybody straight. Um, I know these fighters. I could, you know, pick them out of a, out of a lineup. Most of them, you know, but <laughs> Holly no, Holm. I mean, you, I mean, she's a star now. Well, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, Ronda's always no, gonna but be you a have star. the potential. Yeah, always going to be a star, and yeah, it does create a new star. You never forget the person, even though Buster Douglas pretty much did nothing after Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. You but always remember he knows, but he's Buster everybody Douglas. Everybody knows Buster. Douglas. But everybody knows Buster Douglas. Hey, I want to give a big shout too. Actually, uh, we got a few more people jumping in here. Uh, Aaron Pritchard is talking there. Dan Bro. Um, Oh, there was one other person. Oh, this is a funny name. I'm going to butcher it. Der Dario Bernardo. Dario Bernardo. Who is in the chat room? What up? Dario Bernardo. Dario Bernardo. 
And, and of course, Dodgy Claire as well is joining us. Happy birthday, Rick, by the way. Gary, um, Gary is dead. Well, happy birthday, Rick. Right? <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, but yeah, From so the like, guy that took, or the girl that took your daughter's spot. <laughs> as mentioned, this was not the only fight of the night. Or I mean, actually, it was, it, actually, it was, it was. officially fight of the night. Yes, but it wasn't the only fight of the night. True. See what I did there? I see. Yeah. Um, well done. Actually, you know, I did see before I re- we wrap up on the Rousey home thing. I did see a funny uh, line that I never even heard of before hmm. until yesterday. It says, "The feet cause defeat." Oh yeah. You, know, you see what it? Oh, break it. Yeah, you like the feet. The like footwork. That. The feet. Holly's ho- cause Holly's footwork. The right? feet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I thought that. that was kind of clever. But uh, the Coben event, another title fight in the women's division of the strawweight yeah. division, yep. the strawweight uh, weight class. Uh, Joanna, Just no, kidding. Joanna Jacek <laughs> against... Uh, now I'm drinking for that one, guys. ATT's good old Valerie Letourneau. Yes. And in my, in my opinion as well, a much highly anticipated fight. Uh, of course, uh, Joanna, the champion, just came off a complete destruction of Jessica Penne. Yeah. Destruction. Mm-hmm. Of Jessica Penne and of course Letourneau looking great against Marina Moroz. Uh, no, obviously a lot of people. This is where you can say the name now. A lot of people were thinking it was going to be Claudia Gadelia, who mm-hmm. barely lost a split decision against Joanna. I still think she won that. Match. I agree. I agree as well. Um, but before think, before Joanna won the title, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, five round, nice uh, unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great fight as well. Joanna so precise in her striking. I know. And I know. I said that last time, but. I mean, it's no joke. Mm-hmm. She is like top level striker. She's high. Very much so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually, you're right, George. Yes. <laughs> She's somebody that, um, in the way that I'm saying, Holly Holm is. You, you maybe have the tools to make her a star. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of putting on my promoter's cap here. Um, you really have that with. JJ with UNA and Jacek, and she has taken the she's, ball and run. With and it. she's very likable, you know. She's yeah. interviews, anything like that. She's very sweet, and just just the, I guess the accent mm-hmm. gets you. Yeah, the accent's not bad. But the eyes, the yeah. <laughs> maybe, that's just, maybe that's just me. <laughs> but the fight itself, um, I thought it was a very good uh, stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, Valerie stood up. Man. Yeah, kudos she, to Letourneau because yeah. I mean, you would think that yeah. if it's going to be a five round stand up fight, you would think that uh, Letourneau would have no chance. Considering what she did to uh, Sparza and yeah. you know Penny, mm-hmm. she stood her ground, man. Yeah, and kudos to her, man. She's she definitely put up a fight. Yeah, Yin Jae Chek. Um, she said in the post fight interview that sometimes you're not going to win every match by a total destruction. Mm-hmm. She's not necessarily the Terminator. Uh, she certainly can achieve that yeah. level at, at certain points, um, but maybe it's more to say that so is Valerie. Valerie takes shots, keeps on coming. Um, I, you know, there, it was maybe by a hair in, in second viewing. Um, I might have given JJ the the second round, but initially I gave mm-hmm. it to Valerie. Um, but she, Valerie, even though she lost rounds pretty much straight through, was still in it. Yeah. She was never mm-hmm. out of the game. And you would see these spurts where she would turn on with major flurries mm-hmm. and just go straight forward and terminate her into uh, Joanna. And that was very impressive. Two things I picked up on um, on this actual fight is leg kicks can either be your best friend or mm-hmm. your worst enemy. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, best friend for Joanna, worst enemy for Letourneau. <laughs> I mean, her thigh looked brutalized. Yeah. Um, and I actually have a question for you guys. Who do you, what do you think is better, Joanna's better at? Counterpunching 
or just flat out striking you because she can do when you can do both. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of counter strikers that are just great counter strikers and wait for that hit, like you know guys like Machida, mm-hmm. and you have great strikers, you know like Anderson Silva. But Joanna's really good at both of them. Like, do you think she's got one above better than the other, or just like equally as good? Because that's what I noticed in this fight that probably, she's good at both. Probably her offense. Her offensive stuck out to me more so than her counter striking last night. What I like about Joanna is that she has volume. Volume mm-hmm. means that your fight is going to be your fight. Accurate volume. Yes. Punches yeah. and bunches. But you can also have just bullshit punches. Yeah, she, she does yeah. it a lot too. Bullshit like, punches, it's big, but it's, and that's it's what I like about setting her. Setting up punches. Yes, exactly. So you have bullshit punches, then you're coming up with either the, the power punch, oh. or but you're looking for that. And that's what I like about her. And her timing as well. Um, you know, the leg kick she was using for, for you know, against Valerie... Um, you know, she was taking away her, her, you know, her power mm-hmm. just with that leg. Yeah. And cool. Well, we've seen that <laughs> in other, other matches as well. I, I'm hard pressed to remember one specific example of where the leg kicks, you know, lit up a thigh. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uriah. I mean, it happens so I often. I keep forgetting but... the guy that Nate Marquardt fought on the last episode of Strike Force. Um, Let's go to the that internet here. That fight, Marquat's leg was probably the worst I've ever seen somebody's thigh. Yeah, it was like I have no idea how this guy has any leg. But like, I think you, you mentioned a Faber not too long ago. Yes, he um, got carried out. Against, uh, he got Frank carried Edgar. out. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Wait, was the no, leg no, no. kicks were Aldo? No, Aldo. And oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we saw a couple of fights not too long ago where it just looks like and Frankie. Uh, no, what was it? It was uh, Tarek no, Safety. Yeah, Tarek Safety. Nate Martin, Tech. Eddie Alvarez against uh, who did he just Gil? fight? Gil Melendez. No, no, no. It was the one that he lost. Uh, I think it was Cerrone. Or Eddie Alvarez can barely stand on that stand on that one leg. Right. But yeah, th- those leg kicks are just brutal. Um, again, going back to maybe now you can not drink for saying her name, but is, is, <laughs> is Claudia Gadelli the, the next person? You would think so. Yeah. But obviously we've seen with, you know, obviously Holly Holm and him making the right choice um, as far as who's next. Maybe we're going to see this wild card out of the no, out of nowhere. Uh, next month we no. see Paige Van Sant versus uh, Rose Namajunas. Yes. Right. But they I'm so excited her. for that, man. But you would think that you would think that it'd be the same for Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. You would think that Holly Holm would have had a few more fights, but if one of them looked in incre- incre- uh, no. in because insanely impressive. Joanna hasn't gone through. Ronda had cleaned out most of the top ten. Holly was one of the only ones. So you're saying Holly. Joanna still got some fights at the top of the card. To, to I'm face. looking right now. Uh, Claudia is actually ranked number one, mm-hmm. right below Joanna. That makes sense to me. Um, Rose number three. She's not had a fight. Jessica at number four did. Then after Jessica at four, you've got Tisha Torres, then mm-hmm. Paige Van Sant, then Randa. Um, she just fought number eight, Valerie Letourneau. So. Above that, you know, you've got still a few more, uh, two that are about to fight. Claudia, I'm not sure if Claudia's got, I don't think she's got one. No, uh, you say def- definitely give it to Claudia. Yes. Like no, yeah. no, no wild cards, no nothing. You've got a history there that can justify it, um, you know, in terms of the numbers and the split decision. She's ranked number one. Yeah, I say you go for it. That's true. Richard Miller concurring. Faber got chopped up. And yeah. <laughs> Genova's witness is Dory Bernard saying anything in the chat? I haven't seen her in here. It doesn't look like she is joining anymore. Um, But Wayne Spencer has kicked in here. Dan Bro is still around. Um, They're talking about they're they're talking about the uh, um, the women's fight, the um, Claudia and and, uh, Valerie here, 
Yeah, uh, Dan Bro, Genevieve's witness, Dark Merlin is making some points. Aaron Pritchard still in there too. Yep, good conversation, guys. Keep it going there. <laughs> next fight, we I can't saw... read with you. I can't read it because then who's watching our show, right? The next fight, obviously a much anticipated rematch mm-hmm. from a fight from two years ago, and a lot of people consider this one of the best heavyweight fights of all time. Yeah. Mark Hunt versus Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Uh, a little mired in controversy of their last fight since Silva tested positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, did it go from a draw to a no contest, or did it stay into a draw? Stayed as a draw, I believe. I was just looking at Bigfoot's uh, record. It was gray. Um, I don't think it was overturned because there, there was no reason to. Yeah. Because Nobody won, nobody lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the fans were winners from that five-round epic <laughs> epic war. Uh, this one, and the doctor, respective doctors. Yeah. Imagine the bills yeah. that uh, <laughs> yeah, the MRI um, imaging company there. Huh? Well, that that one was the main event, so it went five rounds. How that fight went five rounds? No idea. Right. Uh, this one, I thought it would go a lot shorter, obviously because it was a three rounder. But even so, it went one round. Yeah. And uh, any any surprises in that? Mark Hunt knocking out Antonio Silva. Not for me, no. Um, I've I was looking at uh, Silva's record. He's one four and one in, in the UFC. His past no, in his past five. I'm sorry, oh, his yeah. past six fights. And so prior to that, one three and one. His last person he beat was Overing. Yeah, yeah, wow, Overing. That's a while ago. And before that, uh, Travis Brown. Um, I think we've. I, I'd like to see him uh, retire. I think he's done with the sport. He didn't have anything like he had in the first match. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely not the same guy who beat Fedor back in the day. Just certainly not. Yeah, yeah, not the guy that we that beat uh, Overeem as well, for mm-hmm. that matter. Um, I want to see him have a good life. Quite frankly, he, he's he's given us more than plenty fun matches to watch, mm-hmm. and that first match, that first draw, you know, should be the one that he kind of hangs his hat on. Yeah, glad that and beating Fedor too. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad accomplishment. Um, I mean, here's a guy who definitely has beat your fair share of top heavyweights, but as we've seen him lose to Cain Velasquez and, you know, obviously a few others, mm-hmm. he's definitely not going to be in title contention uh, ever, really. Correct. Um, and if you really, I mean, again, I'm sure a lot of people do it for fun or do it for a living, but if you're not going to be one of the top guys, you know, then you're just going to do it for fun. You don't want to be you, one but, of those guys. But can you do it for fun and still stay healthy? And probably not. If you're Espe- Antonio Silva, especially with people, I mean, heavyweights throw exactly, especially mm-hmm. so much heavyweight. power. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's you know it was the match with Hunt last night, of course, uh, lost to Frank Mir, KO in the first round. Uh, prior to that, in 2014, was a KO from punches to um, loss to Andre Olovsky, mm-hmm. first round. Then there was the draw with Hunt, and then there was, uh, going backwards, of course, of first round is. loss to Kane. Yeah, the, his Overeem win was in 2000, uh, 2013. And that was a fight KO that Overeem looked like he was going to win. It just Overeem got a little cocky. That Overeem so was it wasn't win. even yeah, like yeah. Antonio Silva being, being flat out the best fighter. It right. was just Overeem dropping his hands, being cocky, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bigfoot pulled out deep, kind of he, he reached in there in the third and just finished, uh, uh, finished Overeem in that one. So I I think the time has passed for him. I'd like to see him, you know, wrap up shop. And then, quite frankly, hey, if if you're watching this, Bigfoot, by the way, that new head of hair of yours looking really good. You look much <laughs> younger. <laughs> Mentally, I know you're not younger, man. You've had some wars. He had a little gray coming out of his. Maybe a little bit gray, but I, I think <laughs> having hair brought him back at least socially, visually. You know, took him back to his uh, to his thirties. 
I mean, speaking Wait, of he's uh, in his thirties. Oops. <laughs> speaking of guys that are you know won't, won't be in the top contention, yeah. does Mark Hunt belong in the top? I mean, he's beaten guys, but obviously he's a guy who, when you give him the top guy, whether it's Junior Dos Santos or Verdum, mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously maybe not at that level. What is where does Mark Hunt go from here? Mark Hunt, I would keep in. Uh, I, I would keep in in uh, Oceania. Um, I think star there. I think you you always book him uh, for those shows, especially since one of his close friends, Soa Palele, had just retired as well. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that maybe it, it's only him now. You know, yeah. he's the only guy from that kind of from that Australia New Zealand kind of yeah. kind of. Uh, Mr. Hunt is a number eight right now uh, in the mix between the nice eleven and ten record and one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he's one of those guys right now. He's kind of where Bigfoot. Previously was where mm-hmm. you, you do it, um, but Hunt's not you do getting it because you want to. Not Hunt's not really getting beaten as bad as like and Silva's just get flat out getting beaten up in every, in every fight. Hunt's yeah. like obviously he I'm sure he still looks fine. You know he he didn't get damaged at all right. really last fight. Right. Um, yeah. he, he did He's mention in the post fight interview him and Coach Mike Swick think that there's one more run in him possibly i hope so dude. I, I think he's so exciting i mean he's a guy that he I'm, looked I good blink. last night actually yeah. he looked very healthy last night and i was mm. he, looked, yeah, he looked thinner right throughout throughout the camp i yeah. was i was watching videos of him in uh phuket thailand mm. but they had uh aka training and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it was nice to see him very mm-hmm. healthy and actually like you know just fighting a good fight so. yeah now you trained there as well. you've been to not, not AKA. Um, okay. I trained at uh, Tiger Muay Thai. Tiger, okay, yes. cool. Yes. What was that like there? Awesome. Training in Thailand. I wish I could live there. <laughs> you really? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, Put it in perspective for us compared to a fight camp here. To a fight camp here? Well, yeah. there I only had to worry about training. Okay, here I have to work. <laughs> That's <Duh>. one thing. <laughs> life doesn't exist in exactly. Thailand, apparently, not real life. But you know what? I think I am uh, thinking of putting a taco stand in Thailand. Oh, yeah. And offering tacos to the Thai people so I could just train and just live there. Thai tacos. <laughs> I like it. There's Yeah, there's something to that. All right. You can always make tacos here, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, we, we'll appreciate us. the tacos here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Thailand's different. <laughs> She's got a little swoon in her eye. There. I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people say Thailand's different from both, male, from both males and females. Oh yeah. Um, well, I I don't go over there for that. By the way, <laughs> guys, that's all George. That's George. I'm putting that on him. <laughs> no, but you know what? I would love to go and live there for say about a year, train yeah. and fight there. Mm. Not a bad uh, game plan. You take a Thai match, Thai boxing match, or you take a uh, MMA match over there. No, just Thai. Just train. Yeah. Just train. Train and fight. Train and fight. Train and fight. We saw so, another middleweight. Oh, were you going to say something? Oh, you know what? Clash. Actually, speaking of Thai, correct me if I'm wrong, but our guy, former guest here, your semi-training partner, James uh, the Moonwalker Mustansri, mm-hmm. is he uh, Thai or Vietnamese? <laughs> correct me. <laughs> huh? Korean. No, no, no. Well, part Korean, but also oh, yeah. Vietnamese or Thai. I apologize, James, for not having it exactly <laughs> Hi, on the Hi, James. Money. Yeah, right? But um, segue into that. I mean, you know, the undercard delivered some great uh, great matches as well, including that fantastic spinning back fist, spinning back kick combination from the Moonwalker himself. Yes. Uh, on the Fight Pass undercard over Anton Zafir. First round, 4.56. That was awesome to see. Awesome to see. Yeah, that was a sweet combo that 
I don't think we're ever going to see again, quite frankly. <laughs> Shout out to any former AfterBuzz, uh, mm-hmm. you know, guest yeah. on the UFC show. I don't think there were any others, but um, you know, running down real quickly, uh, the prelims card that ran on Fox Sports was nice and fast and fun. Jake Matthews over Akbar Areola, uh, second round doctor stoppage. Jake. Jake's a guy that last year, almost a year ago, man, it's going to be soon for us to talk about, yeah. you know, wrap-up of 2015 and into 2016. Um, I, I thought that Jake was going to have his year this year, and he's, he's done quite well. He did have one defeat, but that's a young kid on the rise. I think we're, you know, people should watch out for him. Kyle Noak, too, he looked pretty impressive. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, him and Holly Holm both got performance of the night, mm-hmm. um, rightfully so. They, they both look, I mean, obviously Kyle Noak. Holly Holm looked obviously impressive, but Kyle Noak mm-hmm. equally is impressive as well. Yeah, yeah. Noak uh, with his uh, was it uh, body kick that just dropped Peter Sabata. Just mm-hmm. like you're done, dude. Yeah. I mean, the snap and the agony uh, that Peter Sabata was in when he when he dropped. Um, and then uh, John Viante, John Viante. I hope I pronounced that name right. Yeah. Training partner with uh, Chris Weidman over. Uh, he he fought Anthony Parash, the hippo, and uh, and and had a nice uh, first round. Knockout there as well, two fifty six, uh, one punch, one punch, overhand right. He was throwing that the whole time, and that was, I mean, it was a solid shot that just that that right was landing very well for him. Yeah. Uh, Holly's Holly's left, and John Viante's overhand <laughs> right there, big time. What did you guys think of the middleweight clash between Uriah Hall and Robert Whitaker? A little frustrating on my part <sighs> to watch Uriah Hall, who just came off probably the most impressive victory of his career yep. against uh, Musasi. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing. I mean, obviously, you think if that he can do that to Musasi, yeah. he's probably going to have an easy hand with the uh, Robert Whitaker. Obviously, the complete opposite we saw. I didn't think it was going to be an easy hand per se, but I did expect for another Uriah Hall to show up. Yeah, yeah. Um, he it didn't seem like he could get off that he could kind of get his pace going for that match, which surprised me a bit. There were little glimpses here and there, but yeah. he never truly like just let go. We saw mm-hmm. a little bit of that in the third round, mm-hmm. but it, it obviously as many fights, and obviously, you know, I'm not a fighter, um, you know, maybe you can uh, put your opinion on this, but we saw that in the third round, and a lot of us are thinking, dude, where was this in the first two rounds? Exactly. You know? Is, 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 is it mean, mind games? Like, do you, are you just, sometimes are people just afraid to pull but the you trigger? Know what? You know what? Sometimes, sometimes you have to adjust. Sometimes, um, maybe you find an opponent very kind of off, and you're just trying to figure out mm. a little bit, like you know, you he's maybe he, he was maybe um, putting too much pressure on him. But that's what I seen. He was closing the distance. He was yeah. putting pressure on on Hall, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's what kind of threw him off a little bit. Yeah. But once once you kind of like you know get somebody's uh, time timeage and you know you start, it's a little too late. Mm. You know. Yeah. So it really, I've, I've said this before, and I'll maintain it. Uriah Hall is one of the most fascinating case studies for the mental aspect of of MMA. I think he is more uh, sensitive to mental uh, what's the word mental influence than just about any fighter that I can think of. Mm-hmm. You really don't know what Uriah Hall is going to show up, and the thing is that they can be so vastly different, mostly because of his mental state. The guy. The guy trains with legit people. Um, he's, it's not like his body goes up and down. He stays in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, I presume that he's living clean and, and maintains he's his lifestyle. He's very explosive, too. He's, yeah. He's such a great athlete. Um, 
and just to see the, those flying knees and mm-hmm. the stuff that he was landing. Yeah, that was I was very impressed. Yeah, when he wants to show you that mm-hmm. stuff, and that's the thing. Sometimes I, I, I'm guessing. I, I, obviously, we've only spoken with him once. I don't know the guy, but it seems like when when the wall is really high and you've got to climb it, you know, when it's a huge impediment in front of you, and you've got to overcome that with a ferocity, mm-hmm. he steps up to the plate and he can do it. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly got the athleticism yeah. and the technical skills to do it. But when it's not necessarily there, when it's it, less expectation um, to, to overcome, then it's almost like he doesn't show up. But, but it's not like he's not taking it seriously. You can tell, I feel like when you watch him, you can tell that he is trying to, to figure out Robert. Um, in this case, he just couldn't couldn't turn on the switch and i think that's been it's a bit elemental to what dana had you know been frustrated with uriah about in terms of his mental state and he's not a fighter he is a fighter he's not a fighter i don't know that he necessarily wants this this is um, a very emotional game man yeah very emotional well, that, that's it takes the a thing. Lot do you me. kind of agree with nick diaz in terms of like you gotta hate it to love it oh definitely yeah definitely because you you make so so much sacrifices your body goes through everything through mm-hmm. fight camps um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you want to do. But you got to sacrifice that time, and you know, if you're a fighter and that that's what's making you money, there's a lot of work that you have to put in, and a lot of pressure. A if lot that's your of bread pressure. A lot of pressure. Hmm. Should be interesting to see where Robert Whitaker goes. Who won his fourth fight in a row? So who knows where he maybe rises up? Maybe I think he's is he ranked in the middle? Well, I saw Uri- Uriah was ranked number ten. So, so Robert Whitaker, we may see knocking on that door. Yeah, yeah, we may see him jump up there. Take a look and see if he's actually ranked. I don't believe he. He was is, supposed to fight uh, Michael Bisbing, Uriah Hall. I think he. This is his fifth was it, fight. Was Uriah there? supposed to? No, I think Uriah it was supposed was to be Whit- Whitaker versus Bisbing. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uriah was the replacement. Um, like I'm sorry, middleweight. No, uh, Whitaker is number 14. Okay, so it's probably going to go up to at least number 10. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. I mean, the guy's being Brett Tavares. Again, Uriah Hill, who just came off the most impressive victory of his career. Yeah, um, yeah we'll see. Why I'm, I like Robert Whitaker overall, winner of tough smashes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, to round out the pay-per-view card, we saw a heavyweight clash. Stefan Struve, Skyscraper Struve. Uh, Stefan Skyscraper, I can't even say it. <laughs> Stephen, you guys try it. There, there's your Stephen, drink, guys. Skyscraper Struve. Show Nailed off. it. Show <laughs> off. Against Jared Rochalt. Um, I guess I can say a lot of things that we've been saying about Stephen Struve or about Uriah Hall and, you know, maybe, you know, Ronda Rousey and Stephen Struve. I thought Struve was going to wipe the floor with Jared Rochalt. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite. Total. I mean, obviously it was a classic case of wrestler striker. Yeah. And just flat out Rochalt being the much better wrestler than Struve striking. I was afraid that we were going to see the uh, yeah the takedowns and the coverage. And to be fair, Rochelle's ground and pound wasn't bad by any means. You know, it was pretty competitive. Uh, and Struve was working hard from his back, throwing a lot of up kicks. Um, but yeah, I, I was disappointed that we didn't see more striking from Struve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that would have been whether he would have gone to the ground anyway or not. Uh, it would have been a lot more fun to see Struve use his length. I'm well, surprised. I mean, uh, he's he's a Muay Thai fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a Muay Thai fighter. I didn't really see any kicks. I didn't really see right. any striking. He was getting taken down pretty easy. Right. As big as he is, um, it was just a little disappointing to see. He couldn't. Uh, it seemed like he wasn't using the strength to or strength. I'm sorry, wasn't using his length to yeah. keep the distance. It looked and, like me and Stephanie in there. <laughs> you and Stephanie told. <laughs> 
from U of MMA. Jeez, <laughs> yes. uh, Fight Night 2 or 3? Uh, I don't remember. 2013, <laughs> I believe. Guys, go look it up on YouTube. That's Hi, your homework. That is not on Fight Pass. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was that was a bit of a disappointing match. Um, Struve, I'm not sure what happens with him. Um, take a look at his records. I'd seen somebody speak about him about. Well, since he's come back, I believe he's one and two, losing to Overeem, beating Nogueira, and then obviously yeah. losing last night to Jared Rochelle. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a guy who maybe not going to be in the top contention for a title. But, you know, still, he's still got a lot to offer. He's still relatively young in the mm-hmm. MMA game. Not just the MMA game, but in age as well. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows what, where we go from here. Struve beat uh, Big Nog in 2015. And then, well, yeah, in August, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one in three in his last four. Mm-hmm. Uh, losses to Alistair Overeem and Mark Hunt prior to that. Um, unfortunate. But he, he had that medical condition yeah. with his heart. And that may have changed a lot with his... Uh, Affecting his cardio and his training and things. So, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Just to round out the, the rest of the UFC 180 card, uh, we saw on the prelims, Fox Part 1's prelims, Danny Martinez defeat Richie Vatulik. Vas, yep. Vasulik. Vasulik. Uh, Dan Kelly beating Steve Montgomery, unanimous decision. Richard Walsh beating Steve Kennedy, unanimous decision. Of course, our boy James Moonwalker, Moontostri. Moontostri. Moontostri beating Anton Zafir. And uh, shout out to Brian from Family Guy. Ben <laughs> Nguyen? Ben Nguyen. Nguyen? Ben Nguyen. You've obviously never seen that episode of Family Guy. Ben 10. <laughs> ben Nguyen, yeah, versus uh, Ryan Benoit. Or is it Benoit? Uh, Benoit. Okay. That one is Benoit. I okay. Believe. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a little bit Yeah, Ben 10 had a great uh, great finish as well. Really naked choke. He's a fun guy. I think we're going to see more. He's a he, mushroom? Excuse me? He's a mushroom? No. I think <laughs> so he's a good. fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> And this is what you're going to get with George hosting, guys. Um, you like it, huh? I think we'll, 2016 could be Ben 10's year. Um, I think he'll be one of the guys on the rise next year. So real quick, we're going to do our own. Who was your, probably going to be the same, who was your fight or performance of the night, fighter of the night? Oh, yeah. Officially, Holly. it was Holly Holm, Holly. but I mean, yeah. what about After Buzz TV's performance of the night? Holly. Holly Holm. Yeah, Holly. I mean, if we're going apples to apples, it's definitely Holly. Moonwalker had a fantastic finish. Kyle, mm. no, no doubt. John Viante, fantastic. Those are really the, fun guys. Just the level of Holly It Holmes. is worth it. The prelims <laughs> will play again on Fox Sports 1, maybe Fox Sports 2. Go out of your way. Find the prelims. Watch them. It won't take you that much time. The finishes are fantastic. Holly Holm, $100,000 richer for Performance of the Night and Fight of the Night. And After Buzz TV's Performance of the Night. So come on by. We'll get you a, a, a can of Coke and some yes. free popcorn. And some tacos. Oh, and yes. tacos. Some Thai tacos. Apparently. And Thai yes. tacos. There we go. But uh, yeah, we're about to wrap up. I got the recipe for that. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely be back to cover UFC 194. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, the double main oh, event, yeah. double championship main event. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Alder McGregor is the big, big one that mm-hmm. we've been waiting more than probably like a year to you see. You could argue Weidman and Rockhold is bigger. Yeah, Weidman and Rockhold Because as well. they're heavier guys. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> but I guess that you, that maybe a quick predictions. Uh, who do you have? Rockhold or Rockhold or Weidman? That's tough. That is a tough one. I really don't know. Um, I hope it's an upset. What do you define as an upset? Mm. I don't like Weidman. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're, but... you're going for Rockhold then. <laughs> you're predicting Rockhold? Yes. Okay. I'm not Fair a big fan of Weidman. He, he impressed me in his last fight. But unless he completely dominates uh, Rockhold, mm-hmm. like I've never really been impressed by Weidman. 
I, I think. I think. I think. I think. Right both must you. be smoking. I'm I, right with you. I think both his uh, wins against Silva was more a Silva losing as opposed to Weidman. I know we've talked about <laughs> it before. I think it was more Silva losing than Weidman it was winning. Just luck. Luck. Oh, no. It was just certain things I think coming together at the same time that happily. Broke it's one of those things where shin. if this hadn't happened... Well, in the cage, when the bell rings from bell to bell or bell to horn, <laughs> you really got to be ready and you got to know that you're in there and yeah, but shit's going down. I mean, I, I, I see what Injuries. you're saying. I think a lot of times it's, if X doesn't happen, then Y doesn't happen. And if Silva didn't do what he did or break his leg, then right. you, know, you never know. As opposed to, obviously, bring it back to Macon, you know, there was no lucky punch yesterday. Holly Holm was right. a definite winner. There was no mm-hmm. accident, or so that's what kind of always disappointed me about Chris Wyman's victories is, is that I want to see him dominate. I want to see him defeat. But I will say this: <laughs> he didn't he dominate Machida. He completely dominated Vitor Belfort, and I give him props for that. And Machida, yeah, yes. And I think that we would have seen much closer to we would have seen a com- at least a competitive match in the first Silva Weidman if, if he hadn't been screwed around. And the second there. one too. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the injury thing the injury thing is absolutely fair. He finished them there yeah. because of simple technique. Um so I really like that one. Aldo McGregor, not to dwell on uh, too much on analysis, but um, it's going to be a lot closer, I think, than mm-hmm. if it had gone down in July. Mm-hmm. I, I was picking uh, Aldo. I'm sorry, yeah, Aldo in July, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be uh, a lot closer here. Right, what do you have, Aldo McGregor? Uh, I have to go with my boy Aldo. Really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, man. You think, do you think the hype train ends? You think the last stop is UFC 194? <clears throat> oh, certainly not the last stop. No, of, uh, but Choo Choo um, McGregor. Yeah, we could see. Uh, I hope so. Really? Take him down a few notches, possibly. I, I do think. I mean, it's. I don't probably, think it'll take his mouth down a few notches. I know who Dana <laughs> wants to win, mm-hmm. but yes. I, I guess we're going to see uh, how that plays yeah. out. Yeah. So, uh, we'll right quick before we wrap up here, let's give it up to. Jeez, this chat room is going. Uh, going nacho going crazy. Cheese. Yeah, nacho cheese. It's cheese. our cheese. <laughs> Joe Boza, Richard Miller, they went at it. Purple, purple, fourteen oh five. Dan Bro, of course. Um, Aaron Pritchard was in there for quite a bit. Um, of course, Dodgy Claire Bowdry out in uh, Bowie. I'm sorry, out in uh, out in the UK, and um, that one funny one, Dur, uh, Dur- Duracell, <laughs> Duracell Ber- Ber- Bernadine, whatever her name is. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I butchered that name. So let's all drink to that one, huh? But everybody <laughs> wants to know where they can find you. Maybe, uh, like I said, hashtag ABTV UFC to keep this going. Of course, we have so much to say about last night's one, UFC 193. Records are broken. History was made. You can find me next week and him as well and her as well at Club Nokia, downtown L.A. 5 p.m. is the first fight. Doors 4.30. Tickets available at, um, what was it, clubnokia.com. You really know this stuff. And you know what? Last thing, last thing. Everybody loses. And I believe right now the the social media is going crazy against Ronda. And, uh, you know, just have a little respect sometimes. Yes, indeed. She's done a lot for the sport. You know it. I agree. And you can follow me at G Hermosa on Twitter and on Instagram as we wrap up this uh, awesome, awesome show. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Thank you for listening to us on iTunes. And we'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.